It's time for the Paranormal 60 News. We've got emails. We've got stories. Bigfoot's under fire. AI is about to dissolve the fallacy of that cryptid. Or is it? And death. Does it truly exist? Finally, people are starting to catch up with what I've been talking about for the last 18 years. We'll discuss that and more on the only news you need to know. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60 News. Good evening, my little darklings. Thank you for joining me here in this little slice of the interweb we call the Paranormal 60 News. I am your host, Dave Schrader. I want to begin by addressing Monday's show. And I want to thank all of you that have sent such beautiful, responsive emails. And I have prayed over the emails that have been sent to me requesting that. All of the other kind comments I've gotten on social media and uh, private messages. It means a lot. You know, sometimes I just feel like riffing and talking about the things that are on my mind about the paranormal and about life, and I'm never quite sure how it's going to go, but you guys never cease to amaze me in the way that you open up and accept me in scars and all and allow me to share insights into my own world and allow me to share insights that I hope will help you in your world. So thank you very much. There were only a few dissenters out there that were not thrilled with the content of that episode and felt it might have been a little misleading in the topic. And I guess the one thing I wanted people to kind of take away from it is the fact that I think a lot of the paranormal too, a lot of the things that we may experience may be projections from us. So the tortured spirits, the screaming souls, the frustration and anger of the spirit realm that we encounter may have more to do with the conduits, the radios that are connecting, if you will, as we as human radio interpreters gather those messages and how we might actually change the messages that come through. But uh, we spoke about a lot, a little over an hour. I know it's hard to believe a little over an hour on the Paranormal 60, but I want to thank all of you that hung in with me and I didn't really pay attention much to the uh, super likes and donations and stickers because I was I didn't want my brain being taken off task. So for all that made donations, and there were quite a few of you making unbelievably generous donations, both on and to the Venmo account, thank you all from the bottom of my heart. It really does go a long way to help with this program. So thank you all. Let's get started. We've got a lot of news to cover. Ladies and gentlemen, America's greatest military hero. We've got him. You've got him now. One and only Martin Vias, the Colonel's here. Dave, Dave, hey, how you doing, buddy? Uh, Good. Glad I thought that here. was Doctor Demento on your shirt earlier, but it's actually, actually it's Elton John, John, isn't John. it? Yeah, 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 kind of the same. Kind of look at look. from yeah. Uh, yeah, nose up, Doctor Demento, then down, sparkly outfit, immediately Elton John. I got Elton John. Dr. Mento, Elton John. And ladies and gentlemen, the Elton John of this show, 
the one, the only Shashi. Oh. I was worried you're going to go to Greg, and I was like, oh, please no. go to me as Elton John. That's good. Of course. <laughs> All right. Of course. You are the sparkling ray of sunshine of the oh, show. Oh, feels twinkling, good. twinkling bit of night star captured in your eyes. But, wow. Apparently, the colonel will not have me compliment <laughs> you in that way. He has turned himself off, shut himself out. Uh, that's okay. While we wait for the colonel to return, ladies and gentlemen, we do have another returning member of the Paranormal 60 News crew. Uh, the one, the only, the paranormal detective himself, Greg Lawson. Welcome back to the show, Greg. Am I back? Am I back? Yeah. It's good Greg, to have you. Good, Greg. Yeah, Thanks, wait, everybody. Huh? That tree behind you just moved a little bit. And I, yeah, it's creepy. I could have sworn I heard something. We're, we're careful, set up. Buddy. I got the crew set up right over there. Do you? Get your tent yeah. and everything's all yep. squared away. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring him back. He's found a way to reconfigure, yeah. and apparently the party behind him was going on <laughs> it's too <good>. hard. Someone <laughs> pulled the uh, the plug on the electricity here, and it just threw me out. <laughs> Woo! They're crazy. He's back. Yeah, all right. Excellent. Good to have you guys. Um, I've got some emails to start off because Greg's back, and I wanted to give him the shot to hear this, especially the very first email. Man, that's We've great. Got. Yeah, it's good to feel. I love hearing. Like I love hearing from the audience. Yeah, good because this one, as you should. Yeah. Hi, Dave. I have both a story to share and a theory I'd like to explore with you, Marty and Chachi. Typical. Yeah. Well, Greg, you always say quite beautiful. Actually. Say. Yeah. Uh, I'd appreciate your collective thoughts on this, whether it's via private email or shared on the Paranormal Sixty. Ooh, can I so, have a private email? Uh, no. Oh, no. no. I, okay, continues on. I grew up convinced my biological mother would kill me if I ever told. The youngest of three girls, there was no doubt in my mind she would make good on these threats. By the time I was four, she had nearly beaten us all to death with the buckle of a powerlifting belt. And by the time I was six, she forced us to sit on the floor in a circle while she waved a pistol about, threatening to take her own life. <sighs> we would have something... She's... Uh, I'm sorry, I jumped out threatening to, to end her own life so we would have something to eat. By 10, I had lost all hope and prayed for death so I could finally feel loved in heaven. It was shortly after this that I really began noticing I was different. I was having crazy dreams about places I'd never heard or been to. Sometimes I would know things I had no way of knowing. It scared people and it made me a target. I was mocked for being overly sensitive, so I did my best to repress it, but it found other ways to come out. I remember writing poetry as a teenager when something suddenly took me over. I wrote an entire poem without having a single word consciously come to mind. I genuinely didn't know what I had written until the poem was finished, and I stopped writing to read it. The dreams intensified into adulthood, and by the time I was in my mid-twenties, the dreams evolved into witnessing levitating and moving objects, hearing disembodied voices, sounds, witnessing a variety of spirit manifestations from full-bodied apparitions to fully formed shadow figures in broad daylight. I don't have a familial relationship with my biological mother or my sister, so I don't know if they're intuitive, but I have a theory that those who suffer extreme childhood abuse are more likely to experience hauntings. I think some spirits are drawn to us because they can relate to being victimized there themselves, whereas other spirits are drawn to us as easy prey because we're already worn down from being abused. What are your thoughts? Thanks in advance to all of you. I really enjoy your shows. Take care. 
and stay safe. Best regards. That comes from Laura. Well, first of all, Laura, reading this breaks all of our hearts hearing that you had to go through that. And um, the true tragedy of that is just devastating. Uh, does it make you more prone to paranormal experiences? I yes. I don't know. I mean, that, that would, you think so, Greg? You believe yeah, that man, that uh, I, I had a really good conversation with Karen Dolman and uh, Jessica Potter one time. And I've talked to, uh, I've talked to Chip Coffee about it and, and all of these things, these high emotion things are just mm -hmm. like any other uh, skill that you, you build up in your brain. The more you walk across those, those neurons, the more, you know, that they're prone to being able to collect this information. So uh, it's something that uh, some people can naturally try to learn to be medium and, and be a medium and, and do mediumship. Uh, and then there's some that are kind of forced into it through those types of really high, high stress experiences. But I, I firmly believe in it. And, and I think those, hmm. those three that I mentioned would know something about it. That's interesting because on Monday show, I talked openly about a lot of the things that had gone on in my life. And I was bullied mercilessly as a child, um, had a nervous breakdown by fourth grade and had to be switched to another school in order to try to regain some semblance of normalcy. And, uh, a lot of psychological issues and, and senses of abandonment. So here I am now as a grown man, an adult who has sensitivities to certain paranormal aspects and is intrigued with this search. So maybe there is something to it. It'd be interesting to hear from more people. Um, but at this point, I also, I'm, I'm curious who believes they had a normal childhood, who believes that they, you know, didn't deal with some kind of abuse or, neglect. Now, obviously Laura's is extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're right. A lot of the people I know in this field have dealt with, uh, uh, horrific abuse, uh, sexual, mental, physical, and, uh, that can, that can, maybe that does, maybe it makes you more prone to being sensitive to other things. And maybe the empath side of you is much more enriched in that as well. I don't know, well, gentlemen, anybody else have something to say? Well, you know, I'm thinking, you know, fear itself causes you to become more uh, attentive to things around you. You don't mm -hmm. want to, you don't want to, whatever it is that, that is causing you that fear, you don't want it to catch you by surprise or whoever it is that's, that is causing that, that level of fear. So you, one would think that that, that type of thinking or that type of processing in your mind at all times causes you to just be more sensitive, like you're saying, to other things such as uh, the paranormal. And, and I think that, that might have something to do with it as well. I mean, it just tears me up hearing stories like, like the one you just read right, right. now, uh, that people have to go through that to begin with. Mark G brings up PTSD. It's interesting you say that, Mark, because Dr. Raymond Moody has worked for years with psychomantium-like experiments and helping people with PTSD, and a lot of it does unlock paranormal activity. And I've spoken to him openly about it in the past on the program. It might be time to revisit with Dr. Moody, and and uh, he is certainly still one of our um, true gems in the paranormal field. It'd be great to to touch base with him on on a topic like that. Shashe, what did you uh, what did you have to share with us? Well, I'm really the uh, comedic insights 
So I don't really think this is my topic, Dave. No? All right. Yeah, I, I fear no. that I, I may cross a line. Ch- I understand. Oh, Chachi, I, I've, I've seen Chachi's mom's baked goods. It's, oh my God. <laughs> it's yeah, it's that, that in itself is pretty traumatic, yeah. That, yeah. That's a story for another day, Greg. <laughs> good to have you back, by the way. Yeah. Well, so thank I you. I, yeah. It's good to be back. Thank you. Denise from the live viewers says, I was bullied as a child of my own family. It was horrible to me at times. And now I seem more sensitive to people's emotions and feelings. Yeah, I think that that could have a lot to do with it. It's that openness that reveals your empathy that really kind of creates that conduit. Uh, but again, it's, it's all theor- theoretical to us. You know, it's not theoretical. This weekend, I'll be at the Pop-Up Paracon Midwest Paranormal Conference at the Woodstock Opera House in Woodstock, Illinois, Saturday, July 8th from 10 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. I hope you'll consider coming out and hanging out. There are speakers, panels, vendors. It's going to be an amazing time. Less than 50 tickets remain. We have a link for that Pop-Up Paracon on today's show guide, or you can find that information and all the information regarding the different events I'll be a part of at darknessevents.com darknessevents.com so if you are anywhere within a couple hour drive of Woodstock, Illinois this Saturday there's no reason you shouldn't come out there get your tickets in advance I don't think with as little as 50 left that there are going to be many and the tickets are really really affordable $30 I think for um, adults 15 for children 17 and under so it's a great opportunity to come out and share the paranormal with your family with your friends and do it for an affordable fun price so I'll see you there Hopefully we'll get together and uh, after after the conference, maybe we'll be around. We could break bread, have a, a nice gl- glass of Chardonnay. Is that a thing? Ooh, I don't. Well, wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> I would Thank stay you. away from the Chardonnay, Dave. <laughs> no, you don't think I'm a Chardonnay guy? I do not, Dave. As I drink my heavily laden pickled Bloody Mary listen, again. You go ahead and take a sip, Dave, because listen, mm-hmm. I'm a comments guy, right? Mm-hmm. And oh, I've been reading yeah. the comments. Uh oh. Yes. And what do you know? It, right now, this afternoon, this evening, during this show, mm-hmm. I want to be very mm-hmm. specific on the timeline here. Mm-hmm. Everyone is asking, Have you censored me, Dave? Why wow. is oh. there nothing on my shirt tonight? Wow. Oh, oh wow. Okay. That is a good question. I, you know what? I thought of it before the show. I, I asked about it. And then oh. we just, this brotherly love between the four of us. Yeah. It just throws me out the window. So, ladies and gentlemen, can we um, can we see the big is that, reveal? Is that what that is? I'm drum rolling for you, ladies and gentlemen. The, <laughs> that's a so you replace the the black box <laughs> with a white box. Yep. Is this this space for rent sign again? What have we no, got going on? Okay. I thought about last week's episode. Okay. And I read the comments. Yes. And there were a lot of comments. About yes. my final story, which was about nobody remembers some planet. I can't I know, remember now. Not yeah. true. It was. It was about. Uh, uh, I believe it was about the big gas uh, ball that is known yeah. as Uranus. That mm-hmm. is correct. Yeah. And so and I how thought it's about taking a pounding, lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. And I thought mm-hmm. about what is my role in the paranormal community. Okay, we have darkness, Dave. We have the Colonel, America's greatest hero. Mm-hmm. We have a paranormal detective, for God's sakes. Yeah. What does this show need, Dave? 
Nothing. We've got the Chachi. Oh, a Uranus investigator. There's the hashtag. You're just going with the straight out title on this. One. I want oh, to yes. my new persona, Dave, because oh. Greg always talks about I'm who you want me to be. I right. think you want me to be Uranus investigator. I wouldn't trust anybody else with Uranus. <sighs> okay. Than, so then you, Chach. So this is, a, this is one time. This is my big announcement. It's a big I mean, announcement. D- Dave, the first time I met you, uh-huh. right? We were staring up at the sky. Yep. You said to me, you look like a Uranus investigator. Mm-hmm. You remember that? We were in the cemetery. Uh, I what, I actually, what I actually said was, Uranus looks great. Have you been working out? And oh, I wow. misunderstood that. that yeah, it's all right. I did not a lot of people listening to this. I lack the ability right to understand social cues. You, you lack ability. I lack As ability. Says, now that's a shirt I want. So Uranus investigator. Beautiful name. Yeah. Um, so yes, thank you. This Marissa would like to, to know: are, are you taking appointments? Oh, wow, wow. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Oh I appreciate the the feedback. Keep it coming. Mm-hmm. Uranus investigator is here to stay. Not changing yeah. the chachi. I'm still yeah. the chachi. Still but, the chachi. Right. Yeah, I want everybody to know this is my role on the show going forward. Mm-hmm. I think that's it's a your, good role. It's your your moniker. Uh, T- Tabitha thinks maybe you could begin investigating Uranus to find out if there's still a dark spot there. <laughs> you know Ooh, what? Check back point. next week. I Tab- will let you know. Thank you. That is, All right. Yeah. Hashtags yeah. return next week. Ray Lancashire, I'm not quite sure your comments correct. Chachi goes where no one's been before. Uh, sure. Debatable, debatable. Yeah. And, and Ray one. is our friend from Europe, correct? England. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Listen, lucky it is. Lucky Gypsy Thirteen. Hashtag Uranus Investigator. Wow, jumped on I that. Like real well, quick. I hope everybody can get behind this. What people should get behind Uranus or jump on Uranus anytime they get the chance, right. because it's, that's how we're going to learn more. It's science. Right. My goal it's is science. to bring at least one update per month on what's going on with Uranus, Dave. Thank mm. you. Tabitha says, I love when you guys try to keep a straight face. We're What's journalists, their, Tabitha. The We're not trying. Professionals here. Yeah. Professionals. Pros. Pros. Yeah. yeah. So. And a, and a couple of cons. By the way, true. <laughs> yes? I, I, when you said normal, normalcy, 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 yeah. yeah. isn't it normalcy? Yeah. Normalcy. Normalcy. That's what he said. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it is normalcy. You can, isn't you can it? find me at uh, normalcy.com. I don't believe mm-hmm. that to be Did true. Did you sell Paranormal Detective? Mm-hmm. Oh, fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Normalcy. Mark, <laughs> oh, look what Mark just said. Yeah, I look up Mark Greg Lawson normalcy. See what happens. I'm. He says, I'm strapping myself onto this immediately. Yes. <laughs> I Mark like it. Chachi, no thanks. Nancy. Nancy. Is the first oh, oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow, that's hey. harsh. We got stories to share. Let's get to it. The paranormal detective uh, has been gone too long, and now it's uh, time for him to come forward and and share some information with us. What have you got, Greg? Can you hear me? Check, check. Can you hear me? I'm way out here. Yeah. I'm out way out here. Alaska. Working on my satellite phone. Yeah. uh, Did you you email me the stories? Um, Well, actually, you emailed it to him because you researched it. Oh, that's right. Okay. So. AI has revealed what infamous book Bigfoot. <laughs> oh my God. He can't even get the word Bigfoot out without messing I, up. Dude, Bigfoot. I have, I have infamous Bigfoot. I have a panther scratching my leg right now. I it's a good looking cat. Wow. Hey, 
Hey, the Josh, mountainous next Black big, Panther. Ha- hashtag big Bookfoot is Bookfoot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the smart oh, Bigfoot out there. Yeah, he likes right, to read. Yeah. Man, there's panthers everywhere out here. It's crazy. <laughs> so as AI revealed what hmm. infamous Bigfoot footage truly is. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's footage that fascinating- the emphasis in the weirdest places. Oh. I'm not even sure I understood what that could, could just give me the headline in All one right, take. So, Ready? Uh, has AI revealed what infamous Bigfoot footage truly is? That I understood. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. You want so me to get off the James T. You Kirk? Know, you know, yeah, am I to believe that he actually messed up on the title of the of the report? Oh, he, the second I'm or not third. Sure, any of us have done Bookfoot. that. Yeah. I don't. Bookfoot, that's the first. I think. <laughs> it's a, first. Well, it should be big feats, but anyway. Yeah, um, big-footed. All right. Yeah. All right. So it's footage. AI. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. footage that fascinated conspiracy theories for decades. But artificial mm-hmm. intelligence is making people look at the same most famous alleged sighting of Bigfoot in a new light. Hmm. That's right. Okay. AI is more. Huh? Tell us mm-hmm. more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, back in 1967, a clip known as the Patterson-Gimlin film claim to show that this mysterious creature, also known as Sasquatch, walking through the Six Rivers National Forest in California, which, as you can see behind me, is absolutely gorgeous. I only see one river. Are we on a budget? Were you not able to get to the corner of all six rivers? Uh, No, this is all I could pull right here. And uh, and actually, uh, the river has changed, so it doesn't look quite the same when Patty walked through. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit different. But anyway. It's like she's thrown a lot of rocks now. There's a lot of rocks littering. There's a lot more rocks here than there were before. Angry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roger Patterson and Robert Gimlin shot a figure moving through the woods in low resolution footage and claimed that they had discovered proof of the urban legend known as Bigfoot. Oh, Bookfoot. I was hoping we were going deeper into Bookfoot. I'm confused. I'm on the Bookfoot. I'm on the Bookfoot. It's a Bookfoot. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Just checking. I'm, I'm way out here. Uh, yeah, the claimed that at the time they tracked the figure before setting up filming equipment and capturing the grainy video, which looks briefly at the camera like this. Hmm. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that one. A part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, while it was dis- <laughs> dismissed mm-hmm. by the scientific community at the time and seen as a hoax by most people, it's been poured over by conspiracy theorists ever since. It's been analyzed many, many times, but new artificial intelligence has been used to present a clearer image than ever before. The clip has been stabilized and degrained, and the result is clearer than ever. Social media user Rowan Chung, or you could say it some other ways, depending on how you pronounce Chung, uh, often shares uh, the latest developments in world of artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And he posted the footage. Dave, could you play that footage for me that I sent you? Yeah. Hold on. Here make we sure, go. Make sure it's the bookfoot one. Bookfoot. Let's see if we can. There we go. Wow. There he is. Look at him go. That's some smooth so that's, stuff right uh, there. I've seen better. So what so what it's saying here, according to this article, is that okay, we've cleaned it up, we've used AI, and they believe that by doing this, it is finally proven that uh that this footage of Bigfoot is not real. That it's what a man in a gorilla suit. How, how? Yeah, I'm not catching that. Not a really good gorilla suit. I don't think. 
No, I think if anything, the more clear and stabilized mm -hmm. you make this, the better this thing looks as Bigfoot. Yeah, you can see you can see wounds on its side of its thigh and things like that where you really couldn't see that before. Yeah. At least with the jumpiness before. Poor book. Yeah, Chachi liked that one, right? You haven't seen that yeah. before? Yeah. yeah. Go so, ahead, Chachi. If you don't mind. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. That's what we're here for. Appreciate it, Craig. Was there any discussion of a big feat prior to that video? Yes. yes. That's why they were there. Oh. They were hoping to see Bigfoot. But that is the first image captured on said film? Well, there's been other photographs, but they've been inconclusive. Yeah, kind of grainy. Bigfoot's a grainy, grainy fella. Grainy guy. You know, hey, maybe, maybe Sand Squatch or Dunefoot would be a better name. He's so grainy. There you go. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's like, well, why can't they get him in focus? Maybe he's out of focus. Because he's Ooh, an interdimensional walker. You don't know. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah. Do we know our our big feats? Is that the right mm -hmm. term, Greg? Yeah, sure. Yeah, big feats. Okay, uh, are they male and female? Or oh, that's they... definitely a female. Oh, yeah. okay. How yeah. can you tell yeah. that if it's such a bad suit, there, Greg? Oh. Well, you just uh, because Bookfoot's got some big mm -hmm. steps to follow in. So right. yeah, you that's could. Right. Yeah. and they they call her Patty. Patty. Oh, yeah. According yeah, to this article, big, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. According to this article, they're claiming just as many conspiracy theorists will have feared a newly treated footage proves that it is clearly a guy in a gorilla suit. Now, let me read that for you. Don't do it. Unbroken right. English. As it was actually and written. David, here here it is. Well, I'm going to put the emphasis we'll on the proper sentence. <laughs> just as many conspiracists will have feared, the newly treated footage proves it was clearly just a guy in a gorilla costume. I got to start printing my stuff up, man. So, font is really how do you butcher just as many conspiracists? It's those damn commas. It doesn't again. even send. Are you sending me the same commas stuff? Commas matter, Greg. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Just doesn't matter. <laughs> we all knew that already, he says. But the newly developed footage offers a clearest look at the infamous piece of footage yet, and people were quick to react on social media. I bet. Personally, <sighs> personally man, mm -hmm. I've worked with a lot of AI stuff on imagery, and uh, they can make up anything they want to. They can clean up stuff, and I can say. Well, that's make what I was. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, though. If, if AI, which is an artificial intelligence, is looking at a base, if you typed in to say, compare it to a gorilla costume, would it then say, yes, it appears that it could be a gorilla? Because it has nothing else to go on. But There's no other data but, for it. But, yeah, your, Greg, your report, though, didn't really say what people are saying that pro it, it's it been proven yeah. that's not. That's right. An actual book foot. Yeah, they, they, that's what. <laughs> oh, boy. Book foot. Yeah. Up on the book foot. So, yeah, drink it down. Greg's already done with one glass. We're in one story, folks. He's Dude. shattered his first, first paragraph. Of the first I started this like 15 minutes before the show started. Greg, yeah. we have 37 Ooh. stories. Slow down, buddy. Yeah. yeah. 30. No, we don't. Oh, here we, we go. We don't, we don't have that many. There we go. All right. It popped up and it popped <laughs> off. Let's get started with the Colonel. This is a heady story, Colonel. This one this is, uh, is. This is kind of a freaky story. I baby. want, for those of you that have been following me, 
since the early 1800s when I began broadcasting. Tell me if this theory or story sounds vaguely familiar at all. But, Colonel, you have the floor. Thank you, sir. Theory that we never really die is freaking people out. People on TikTok are freaking out after one woman suggested that we might not ever truly pass on and that the, hmm. wor and that the world could have ended many times before without our knowledge. Jolie Moly, who goes by Jolie.artist, or at Jolie.artist, rather, on the platform is scaring people with a video she posted that claimed that we may never really die, but instead our consciousness goes into an alternate reality. In that alternate reality, we exist without the memories of the world we lived in prior, except for some details that don't seem right. Molly noted that in the theory of quantum immortality, which suggests that people never really die, is accurate, then humanity might have been ended many times by apocalyptic events similar to the asteroids taking out the dinosaurs 65 million years ago. The what? Asteroids. Okay. Does that have anything to do with Uranus? Um, it could. It could. It, if they line up just right. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they could have some dealings with the uh, Uranus. Taking out the dinosaurs some 50, 65 million years ago, we would essentially have no recollection because our consciousness would endure it. Endure it, I say. And we'd awake in a parallel world. <laughs> Thank you, Foghorn. Yeah, foghorn oh. leghorn stepping in. I say, no, I, I, say, I say would endure I say, it. I say. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> if the quantum immortality theory is correct, you're mm -hmm. just going to wake up in a parallel universe with no memory of the fact that you just survived a apocalyptic event, Molly said in the mm -hmm. video. She yeah. also detailed that our only sort of inkling into understanding that there might be a parallel world would be through the new Mandela effects, a phenomenon where people remember major events differently from how history claims it went. Uh, people in the comments found this discourse quite frightening and disturbing as it may lean towards understanding that we can escape. Dave, I sent you a video earlier today. Could you run that for us, please? You got it, Colonel. So I keep seeing a lot of videos on TikTok of people talking about the world is about to end, right? The apocalypse is coming. Like people are getting a little too excited about the apocalypse. Not that I'm judging. I mean, I totally understand. But if you're hoping that the world's end is going to bring you that sweet, sweet relief, uh, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. I'd like to introduce you to a little theory called the quantum immortality theory and Hugh Everett's many worlds interpretation. Quantum immortality theory suggests that nobody ever actually dies, that consciousness never experiences death. Instead, Whenever you die in one universe, your consciousness just gets transferred to a parallel universe where you survive. So let's just say all of these people who are anxiously and excitedly waiting for the end of the world are correct. If the quantum immortality theory is correct, you're just going to wake up in a parallel universe with no memory of the fact that you've just survived an apocalyptic event. The only sort of hint, sort of clue to the fact that this has happened would be new Mandela effects, right? So after the inevitable apocalypse occurs, you're going to wake up the next day in a new reality. And the next thing you know, you're going to find yourself on Reddit talking about, since when did Pizza Hut have two T's? Arguing with people who are native of this new reality, talking about it's always had two T's. So what I'm basically implying here is that in our reality, apocalypses happen every day. You don't believe me? 
Okay, it's been about 65 million years since the asteroids allegedly took out the dinosaurs. So, so you mean to tell me that in 65 million years, no other asteroids have come through, come through the neighborhood, take us out? You think we're just that lucky, huh? No other super volcanic events in 65 million years. We're just, we're just out there in space, just dodging asteroids, right? By, by luck, right? Earth doesn't have a steering wheel. So yeah, what I'm saying is that Earth is probably always being taken out. And our consciousness just keeps getting transferred to another parallel universe and then another one. Another one. For all you know, the apocalypse probably already happened last night and you're just waking up in this reality talking about, since when has my light switch been on this side of the wall? I don't know, Dave. You know, I know this gentleman by the name of Dave Schrader. And I've heard that guy talk about this back in the day, I'd say, hmm, 2006, maybe? Yeah, but it was probably around 2007, 2008, when I started talking about the who brought Kirk Douglas back from the dead, right. that whole concept of what now is known as the Mandela effect. So I was I was the forerunner on that. Then out comes the, the Mandela effect. I just had I just called it the Kirk Douglas effect. First of all, would have been cooler. Second of all, Kirk Douglas would have thought it was pretty, pretty cool. And um, I'd be more famous than I am today, which I know is hard to believe I could be more famous than I Not am today. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, but the one thing I will say about her concept is I I was the one that I originally started bringing this up back in the day that I think because I've had some near death experiences, you know, things when I should have probably been dead, did my consciousness leap over? into an alternate reality is that why we remember things slightly off now the only issue i have with her theory is the fact that you're right it does seem suspect that 65 million years since a, a earth ender asteroid has hit us because we've been hit multiple times right so and super volcanic activity everything seemed to stop that is fascinating but then it can't go hand in hand with the we jump over one universe and pick up from there because if if the entire planet is knocked out of existence all of our consciousness ju jump over there which then would align we would still remember pizza hut with just one t we would still remember specific things all the same because we're all coming from the universe where that existed so that's my take on it now if it's individualistic that would make more sense if i was in a car wreck and blacked out and woke up and things were just slightly off, that would give me the concept feeling of maybe I did step into a different universe where Kirk Douglas did die in the 1980s. And things are a little bit different here than I recall them. The other one, like I said, is big. Guys, when military men, why are we told to put our hands here when we do the Pledge of Allegiance? Greg? Marty? Why do we? Yeah, what, why are we putting our hands here? on this part of our body. It's supposed to be over your heart and people believe that your heart is kind of over on the left side of your uh, chest. Right. Marty, mm -hmm. you're a medical guy. I mean, what's right. We should be, we should mm. be doing it this way. Right. Oh, so in your universe, Marty, you're the My new universe yeah. guy. Yeah. I, I Greg and Chachi yeah. and I are old universe guys. That's right. Where we remember our heart being directly on the left-hand side. And remember every cowboy movie, you didn't get shot center mass because big yeah, deal. That was it. You're missing my heart. You get shot here, they're done. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you know, yeah. I, I went off a cliff when I was 18, and I used to salute like this. And when I came back, I started saluting like this. I don't know. You explained it to me, Dave. But unbelievable. Uh, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all just right then just jumped into an alternate universe where Chachi actually yawned during our conversation. No, 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 no. I apologize. I oh, got these stories. And listen, I wear glasses. I couldn't see them, so I was putting them closer. <laughs> to make sure it's interesting, though, how you're... Oh, I can't do that, Dave. Listen, I've popped into an alternate universe. All right, you know what? I understand. We're born. Yeah. Uh, Okay. One last thing. I I did send you another video uh, that kind of is related to this story that I just read. I hope you might be Mm -hmm. able to give me a few more minutes Uh, if you could throw up the video that's called the luckiest unlucky man video for me, please. Right. Now, this is crazy, Marty, that you sent me this, especially following up on this whole Mandela effect and maybe you die and then your consciousness moves over one. Right. No, Chachi, check this out. And my favorite part of this video is the last line. But check this out. For any of you who have whined and moaned for being held a little too long on the tarmac or missing your flight or whatever Uh little small inconvenience you've had in your life traveling, meet Uh the luckiest, unluckiest man in the world. Frank Selak known as the luckiest unlucky man that has lived, seemed to have a superpower of surviving everything life and death threw at him. In January 1962, Frank boarded a train that was suddenly derailed. The train plunged into an icy river. While 17 other passengers drowned, Frank survived the fall and swam ashore with a broken arm and hypothermia. A year later, while on his first and only plane ride flying from Zagreb to Rijeka, The back door blasted open, sucking everyone into the sky, killing 19 people. Amazingly, Frank landed on a haystack with only minor scratches. Four years later, Frank boarded a transport bus. The bus skidded and plunged into a river, sinking all the way down. Yet again, Frank survived the fall and swam to the surface, then to the shore with a few cuts and bruises. In 1970, Frank was driving his car when an engine failure ignited the fuel tank, bursting the car into flames. Frank jumped out of the vehicle just before it exploded. A few years later, the same thing happened with his new car. While his hair was completely singed, Frank otherwise exited the vehicle safely. In 1995, he was hit by a city bus and then again by a truck. He survived that freak accident, too. In 1996, he was involved in a head-on collision on a mountain curve. Frank was not wearing a seatbelt and was ejected out of the car, clinging to a tree branch as he watched his vehicle fall 300 feet. Two days after his 73rd birthday, Frank won the lottery for $1.1 million. At the time of his win, he also married for the fifth time. Wow. So if you survived all of that... There's two questions, and I'm going to go to the officer on this one. Detective, paranormal detective, what jumps out at you most about that story and the final line? I wasn't paying any attention, Dave. Uh, Could you run it for me one more time? All right, so here's what I picked up on, guys. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Final line. Chachi, you're uh, a, a master of the clue. No, Greg, you you missed your opportunity. You had your opportunity. Zip it. You had it, and it was Mr. I didn't pay attention. It had nothing to do with me again. So let's go to Chachi. Chachi. <laughs> I had nothing to do with me. Yes. yes. <laughs> Chachi? Yeah. What did you notice about the last line of this video? After he won the million-dollar lottery, he did what? He got married for the fifth time, Dave. Hmm. Idiot. So what happened to the other four wives? 
Mm-hmm. And why was he the only one that survived every All right. crash? Yeah. Okay. I thought I was the only one thinking yeah. that when I heard that line. Maybe I'm dark. Like, Maybe I'm dark. Did he literally have something to do with every one of those? Oh, well, oh hold on. As oh, Rihanna, oh, oh. she has this thought. The wives kept putting <laughs> hits out on him. Oh. I like her approach. Oh. It's not him. It's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought about that. J34 says, does Frank own a DeLorean? <laughs> he needs to get little, one. Little That's right. Future. That is crazy. So, uh, yeah. So, first of all, if you survived all those things and then won a million dollars, why would you immediately jump into a marriage? The only thing, the only reason I would want to do uh-huh. that mm-hmm. is to be able to give half of that away. Oh, well, so you're going to divorce her a week later? No, she's going to divorce me because obviously I oh. killed another four wives. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or, she's never going to go traveling with you. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. God, that is the worst luck. Damn. Would you ever, if Frank, oh, good old Frank, called you up and said, "Hey guys, Schrader's coming to town. I rented a boat. Let's go." <laughs> no. Was there any form of transportation he wasn't uh, oh, involved in? Like a sailor, maybe? He got hit that. by a truck, bounced off it, and a bus hit him. Where's your adventure, guys? Let's get on a plane. Yeah. Airplane, train, car. Was there a boat mishap? I missed that. I'm getting Um, Well, if you count the the bus, it kind of worked as a boat for a while there. Yeah, the train derailed into the water, too, didn't it? Yeah, that too, yeah. So that guy just does not need to leave the house at all. Yeah. Mark says the plot twist, he never divorced the other four. Oh, that's a good point. He's a widow four uh, times over, Mark. All right. Interesting. Interesting. So I thought that was a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well done. Well, look at Greg. Well thought through. Delivers me two, not one video, but two videos. I'm just saying something to consider. And he paid attention to the entire video. No, that's great. I'm, 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 I'm a big supporter of Marty. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, before we go to our final break and before he has a chance to get any more drunk at 42 minutes in, let's get Chachi to weigh in with the final story of this segment. If if you wouldn't mind so much, Chachi. Yeah, what's the segment? Now? Yeah, go for it. What do you want me to do, uh, Dave? Re- read your story. I'm in a position to be reading tonight, Dave. <laughs> it's, it's, oh. uh, you have one job to do. Do it right. It's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Listen, we shouldn't wait 42 minutes to take a break. My guess is best case scenario, 18 to 22 minutes in. <laughs> that's the best. That's the window. That's and I need window. to get both my stories in before yeah. that break. Okay? I yeah. Printing up my stories. And, you guys print up your stories? We and this it. one's long, too. Look at him. He's got two oh, pages. Uh, let's uh, buckle up. Everybody, here's to Chachi. Let's, uh, let's have a quick swig because we know this is just the beginning of many. Mm-hmm. Listen, first off, Greg. Mm-hmm. Nope, not Greg. You're the guy at the top. Dave, huge, huge glass there. I appreciate the size of your glass, if you know what I'm saying. Uh Yeah, thank you. Size does matter when it comes to drinking. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Chachi. Actually, there's going to be a slightly ado, if you don't mind. There's some ado? Uh, Okay. Because you know I love to read the comments. Yeah, no, no. Focus on this, not the comments. This is your (laughs) time to shine. There's just one comment. Listen, every now and then, my, my... Dave, bear with me. My eye kind of goes to the right, okay? Chachi is God? No wonder. He is. He is. Ben, ben, ben says Chachi is God. <sighs> ben, I was actually... <laughs> Sorry, I asked, Dave. I was actually Ben Turner. I didn't see that, but Ben Turner said earlier 
and I was hoping one of you could explain this to me. During one of the stories, Ben Turner said, I will Smith that like button. He slapped that like button. Yeah. Oh, I get yeah. it. He smashed it. Just. Yeah. Sensing a presence <laughs> may indicate the beginning of something very disturbing, according to a new study. Mm. Now, I am a huge, huge documentarian fan. Yes. Right? This really bothered me because I just watched a documentary about this. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh -huh. listen, listen. This is a discussion that could have deep ramifications to those that believe they are gifted with a sixth sense, much you like tell? Bruce Willis. Okay. Thinking mm -hmm. that somebody's behind you when they're not might not actually be proof of the paranormal or that you possess a sixth sense. Yes, exactly. It could actually be an early sign. Listen, I told you, I warned you ahead of time. warned us. Listen, yeah. he gave us ample warning. Mm -hmm. It could actually be an early signs of Parkinson's. Ooh, okay. that's no point. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. That's not good. Listen, I just watched, and if you haven't watched it, the 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 movie about um, uh, the kid that played the Back to the Future, uh, Rob Lowe. Uh, no, 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 no. That would be uh, Michael, J. Michael Fox. J. Fox. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So sad, right? And when yeah. I watched this. Or when I read the story, this made me immediately think of him. Experiencing a strong sensation that a person is behind you when no one really is, is known as a presence hallucination, which I had never heard that term, which is also a frequent but underreported predictor of Parkinson's. Hmm. Often, patients and clinicians ignore strange experiences and pass them off as a medication side effect. However, Researchers in Switzerland warned that they that uh, <laughs> warned some some words are hard. I have to skip them. Warned they appear in a third of Parkinson's patients Kayla. before the onset of trembling and other motor symptoms typically associated with a degenerative brain disease. Think about that: thirty percent think somebody's behind them and nobody's there. Hmm. Once the motor symptoms have started, hallucinations then affect. 50% of the patients. Wait, hallucinations, you say? Hallucinations. Good God. I understood exactly what he was saying there, Dave. Okay. Mm -hmm. I did too. Hallucinations are nothing to be messed with. Yeah. Well, listen, I recently got my most recent issue of Nature Mental Health. And mm -hmm. in that, the mm -hmm. experts discovered patients recently diagnosed with a disease. I think I just dropped the S in disease, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Uh, disease. Uh, so those yeah. patients recently diagnosed right. with disease who experienced these hallucinations. Mm -hmm. Come on, Mr. <laughs> man. Come on, dude. This is only Come the third on. story, Greg. Hey. Are more likely to have a rapid cognitive decline. <laughs> yes. Over the first five years of the disorder, these patients would, more rapidly than their counterparts, struggle with memory, planning, and reacting automatically, known as a decline in the frontal executive function. Forms of hallucinations exist on a continuum, from minor symptoms like presence <laughs> hallucinations 
moving to more severe visual hallucinations. <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> I think I think you. I don't know. Like Greg, I stopped listening. Come on. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. I got I'm lost at the Like Greg, no, I'm, I'm going to start to try now. This is like three pages long, dude. Forms of hallucinations exist on a continuum. Oh, I already read that. By focusing on early signs like hallucinations, the team hopes to challenge the current reality for that Parkinson's is obviously sometimes often diagnosed too late, limiting mm -hmm. the availability of successful preventative and disease-modifying therapies. Mm -hmm. one, one gentleman that I studied under many, many years ago, Professor Olaf <laughs> Blanke, said, we now know that early hallucinations are to be taken seriously in Parkinson's disease. Detecting the earliest signs of dementia means early management of the disease, allowing us to develop improved and personalized therapies that try to modify the course of the disease and improve cognitive function. Cognitive decline and dementia in Parkinson's have also been linked with complex visual hallucinations, such as someone seeing there that is not what did Donna say? <laughs> that it says hallucinations. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what impacted and hurt the um the Grinch, uh -huh. right? Yeah. Hey, Josh, right. I was wondering, did you by chance happen to write an executive summary to the story that we might? I should have. have. Next time yeah. I will. <laughs> right? I think that's a good point. I, I'm going to give you something there. Kurt. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving you the details. I should have provided the executive. Oh, oh my god! Just wondering. I'm just wondering. I had find this very, very interesting. It, but, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Listen. Uh -huh. You know, earlier I was talking about Professor Olaf. You guys remember Professor Olaf, right? Oh he yeah, was I do. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. before him, earlier in my career, I studied uh -huh. under a Dr. Frosco Bernasconi. And he warned me that those diagnosed with Parkinson's should tell clinicians if they feel a presence behind them. He told me personally, if you have Parkinson's disease and experience hallucinations, I don't think that's the word either, even minor ones, <laughs> then you should share this information with your doctor as soon as possible. So far, though, so far, mm -hmm. really, really mm -hmm. important here, okay? Mm -hmm. We only have evidence linking cognitive decline and hurly ha ha Early hallucinations. <laughs> that, that damn word. For Parkinson's disease. But it could also be valid for other neurodegenerative diseases. You guys know some of those, right? Mm-hmm. That was a great story. That happened right now. Yeah. That was so a great story, Chacha. We are therefore... I'm Listen, I'm almost through page one. I'll get to page six here in a moment. We are yeah. therefore developing my favorite technology, neurotechnology, mm -hmm. and procedures for that purpose. In order to test... Now, you could say neurotechnology, but not hallucinations. It's an easy word. Hafalupinations. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm working to test presence hallucinations. Yeah. In order to I, test presence hallucinations. Right. Because the experts collaborated at the San Pau Hospital in Barcelona, and they collected data from 75 patients, Dave. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. People that yeah. were ages 60 to 70 who already had Parkinson's. And those clinicians conducted a series of neuropsychological interviews to evaluate their mental state. And that included whether they experienced things that weren't there. And sometimes, 50% of the time, people thought there were things behind them that weren't there. I get that same feeling as I sit here doing the show. Sometimes yeah. I feel as though that's right oh, behind me. What yeah. is that? Ah. That is... Uh, 
That's Dexter. My cat Dexter just going, decided going that. at it. You might, you going to town. Get, you might want to get a going for broke. Picture. Yeah, he's a Uranus investigator. Obviously. Yeah, you know what, Chach? Sometimes I feel that there's people behind me and they're not really there. Like my party people behind me, uh, they're not really <laughs> no, there. They're there. Nobody yeah. there, Colonel. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. Hey guys, guess what? Show's over. It's time now for Paratunes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, a brand new song from the minds of our own paranormal detective and blind dog. This is Shadow Man.
covered it here first. Very good. Very good. The world debut God. of Shadow Man. He is so <laughs> damn talented. He is. Now, people wanted to know, are you playing on the song, Greg? No, just in my heart. Did you help write this song, Greg? I did. Okay. Well, what, that's what good. part did you do, Greg? Uh, the... Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Fantastic. No, we, uh, we, we, we played with the lyrics. He did most of the lyrics. I added in a few things and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just mm-hmm. fun. It was fun to do it very outside of our box. And so Dave, I, I assume that he is now under retainer for only paratoons with us. We don't want that guy doing work for anybody. Yeah. Else. Mm-hmm. No, don't want to yeah. see him showing up or, on coast to coast or Jimmy. Yeah. Fade <laughs> to black. We don't want him on Dave Scott spaced out radio. He is owned. Greg licked him. He's ours. Yeah, you're good. Right. What? Hey, that explains speaking of a lot. Thinking mm, outside the box. Come on out to GalaxyCon Raleigh this July 27th through the 30th. You can come on out and see me along with a host of amazing sci-fi guests. There's going to be a huge Star Trek reunion at this convention. There are going to be so many amazing celebrities and good times, and I will be your paranormal lead for the weekend. So when you come out each day, I will be doing a different paranormal talk and discussion. I hope you'll come on out, spend a little time, have a little fun. That is at GalaxyCon Raleigh, North Carolina. You can get information at GalaxyCon.com. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's better. Help, H E L P dot com slash P sixty. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp dot com slash P sixty. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Innovation, creation, vitality, and joy are the pulse of mysoultopia.com with many custom creations for the mind, body, and spirit, along with classes, intuitive sessions, coaching, and healing energies. MySoulTopia.com strives to bring sophistication with a twist to the metaphysical and the holistic market, while raising the community's vibration and channeling the new paradigm 
which means new and exciting adventures for all. MySoulTopia.com is utopia for your soul. Visit MySoulTopia.com, your one-stop shop for all your metaphysical needs. Offering hand-selected crystals and crystal jewelry with prices to fit every budget. MySoulTopia.com offers the best selections of tarot and divination cards by top designers. Expertly curated and award-winning book collections from top authors on every subject you'll need on your spiritual journey. MySoulTopia is also proud to offer the finest singing bowls and an eclectic collection of the most amazing gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry from the top metaphysical designers in the world. MySoulTopia.com is always your one-stop shop for award-winning mixes of Florida water, sage spray, and other spiritual protection. So begin your journey with the best resource, MySoulTopia.com. That's MySoulTopia.com. Why mess with the rest when you can start with the best? MySoulTopia.com. Again, that's M-Y-S-O-U-L-T-O-P-I-A.com. Haunted Magazine, issue 38, Hot Summer Frights, is an electrifying edition that will send shivers down your spine. Dive into a world where history and mystery, the normal and the paranormal, intertwine. In the latest edition, we look at the Hell House hauntings, the terror of the Warminster thing, the Borley Rectory, Sin Eating in Shropshire, and just what the heck is the Grampus? You can find our magazine at the website hauntedmagazineprintshop.com and selected outlets in the UK, Canada, Australia, and the United States. So grab your copy today. And remember, kids, don't be normal. Be paranormal. Join us. Join us for this amazing paranormal conference that's being held in a haunted school in Glen Beulah, Wisconsin. Haunted Midwest Ghost Tours presents Great Lakes Paranormal Conference on September 22nd through the 24th, 2023. We have some great speakers with Jason Hawes, Adam Berry, Sherry Benedetti, Lyle Blackburn, Shane Pittman, Sarah Lemos, Dave Schrader, Jeff Bellinger, along with Wisconsin's very own Chad Lewis, and many more will make this one of Wisconsin's most talked about events. We have over 40 vendors and nighttime investigations at various haunted locations with special guests. Get your tickets now at GreatLakesParanormalConference.com and find us on Facebook under the same name. Choose from VIP, General 3-Day, and Day Pass. Again, that's GreatLakesParanormalConference.com. When other shows called Paranormal 60 quit at 60 minutes, our team's just getting going. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get to our next story. We are going to the Paranormal Detective and all the way to Italy. You're on, Greg. 
Hey, thanks, old buddy. You know, I, I see what it. you did there. Um, mm -hmm. And here mm -hmm. we go. I got at least uh, 12 uh, Italian names and locations. Stand by. Researchers mm -hmm. provides what he says is proof of 1933 UFO crash in Italy. Researcher Roberto Pinati mm -hmm. has presented what he believes is proof of a UFO crash that occurred in Italy on June 13, 1933, 14 years before the Roswell incident. Wow. Last month, whistleblower David Grush, a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office, came forward with claims that the United States government had retrieved and studied multiple UFOs of non-human origin and recovered alien bodies from crash sites. One of the most interesting claims is that the Vatican was involved in the United States alleged secret UFO retrieval program's first ever mission. It is long known that the regime of Italian dictator Benito Mussolini, that's right, that's what I said, Benito Mussolini documented numerous UAPs, which would be unidentified aerial phenomenon, or as most of you know these as UFOs, an internal memo from the Italian Secret Service includes crude drawings of a UAP Grush told News Nation. In 1933, the first recovery in Europe in Magenta, Italy, they recovered a partially intact vehicle and the Italian government moved it to a secure air base in Italy. And what, 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 what was wow. the name of that town in Italy? Magenta. Or magenta? Otherwise known as magenta. <laughs> magenta. Thanks, Colonel. Trying to help. Just trying to help. God. Uh, just anyway, that, was, that yeah. was the 1944. Back to you, Dave. No, you still have a page oh. and a half. Uh -huh. Okay. The Pope back, back channeled. Uh, uh, the Pope back channeled that and told him what he, that's what it says. The Pope back channeled that uh -huh. and told the Americans that that the Italians had, uh, that object <laughs> and they scooped it up. All right. So following that revelation, Roberto Pinati had now come forward and shared documents. He claimed are evidence of the June 19 or June 13th, 19, <laughs> 33 crash. 1913, they're hard numbers. Uh, whatever. I yeah. and my mm -hmm. colleague Alfredo Lizioni. <clears throat> yeah. Lizioni, yeah. right? Sure. Began investigating the story in 1933, the UFO crash uh, in Lombardy in 1996. And we received some original secret documents about the case, he revealed. They included two June 1933 telegrams in Italian. One demanding absolute silence over the alleged landing on national soil of unknown aircraft. Another dated June 13th, threatening the imminent arrest and maximum penalty for any journalist reporting news of an aircraft of unknown nature and origin. Immediately recasting any leads from the newspaper bearing said news is ordered, said the second telegram. Both said they are by personal order of Benito Mussolini himself. Yeah. Ooh, but now he also received 
handwritten memos on government agency letterhead dated August 22nd, 1936, which including a sketch and description of the UFO. The craft was reported to have been cylindrical aircraft with portholes on the sides and white and red lights. The evidence speaks for itself, and it shows that the first world leader who officially, although secretly, forced the UFO problem was not President Henry Truman. It was, or Harry Truman. It was. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, Good old Henry. Come Good on, old Henry Truman. Oh, my favorite uh, president. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. close, man. I'm, I'm very close. I'm really close. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't President Harry Truman. With no, the it was Jebediah Lincoln. Vito Mussolini said Panati. Marco Negri, one of the uh, uh, whose family lived in northern Italy for over a century, backs up Panini and Grush's claim. My great grandfather Pietro, who at one point was the town's uh, police force uh, head, what uh, what is that? The chief? Yeah. <laughs> Who's, oh my God! You did the research. Come on, man. He was the chief. Yeah, I don't think they call him chiefs over there. They call him something else. Anyway, I uh, told my father the a story about the strange crash in 1933. Since mm -hmm. he was young, Marco said, mm. uh, I was told of strange metal uh, uh, plane with no wings crashed somewhere between. Oh, here we go. Vergent Vergente. Was that it? Is that Virginia? Oh, and yeah, Magente. Mm -hmm. It's right? been a long time since I've been a Virgente. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, I was told that it was a, a big censorship around the crash, and the fascist secret police were sent to the surrounding cities to keep people silent about it. Negri and Panati both claim two bodies were found inside the downed craft. And of course, the United States uh, Department of Defense denies. All of these claims. Hard Back to, to you, Dave. Diet. From very, the scene. Back to very you. Very hard to believe. You are unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. My head you hurts for those stories. There's so much Italian words. Mussolini, Benito. Alfredo. Alfredo. Magenta. What did you say? Magneta. McGinty. 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 Yeah. I'm from Texas. That's McGinty. <laughs> Let's see it. how it's really done, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Without really? any more waiting, the colonel is about to unleash his knowledge of the paranormal unto us, but not before I mention that Hillview Manor's HillCon <laughs> is taking place August 12th, 2023. If you are interested in joining me for HillCon 2023 and investigating Hillview Manor, check out darknessevents.com. That's darknessevents.com. Oh. All right. Where are we going, Colonel? Well, Dave, the question has been risen. <laughs> are world leaders really searching for aliens? The truth is out there that Canada participated in an international meeting on unidentified anomalous... You're right. Yes. Phenomena. Yeah, I know. UFOs, and in doing so, he caught some attention. Ottawa confirmed last week that it had taken part in the get-together at the Pentagon in May with its Five Eyes allies. Beyond that, everyone is keeping mum on the details of the meeting, which was held to encourage coordination and information sharing on unidentified objects. 
News mm. of the meeting comes as former intelligence official and UAP task force member David Grush hit the press to claim that the U.S. government had found non-human material of exotic origin and was keeping intact and partially intact alien crafts. The U.S. government denies this, and Grush claims that he has been dismissed by some as being crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. A recent panel convened by NASA on the subject called for better civilian data on UAPs and the destigmatization. De I knew I was going to screw that one. Destigmatization, de sir. Destigmatization. Destigmatization. This story is definitely a first 10 to 15 minute story, Dave. Uh, yeah, I see that now. Yeah. Of research in the field during a public meeting. It's set to report its findings this summer. For its part, Canada has launched the Sky Canada Project under the banner of the Office of the Chief Science Advisor of Canada to study UAP reports and to make recommendations. In the context of UAPs being a broad and expansive topic, it's going to be a continued topic of information sharing between the United States and Canada, says Clayton Allen, U.S. Director of Eurasia Group, but this doesn't necessarily imply extraterrestrial activity. People always want to look for the fantastic when the ordinary will suffice, he says. That's kind of a Debbie Downer there. <laughs> well, no, that's proof of our listeners. They're coming <laughs> for the fantastic and just settle with the regular yes. mundane. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of used to that already. <sighs> Military and intelligence activity from foreign states is a is a more likely answer to UAP activity than aliens, meaning the phenomena are more likely to be products of Russian or Chinese military technology rather than from another planet. And that's why we might expect regular robust information sharing and briefings between the United States and Canada, even and above and beyond the five eyes. Five eyes is a sharing agreement without much by way of restrictions, Ellen says. But the U.S. and Canada have a unique relationship, even within the Five Eyes, because NORAD, so I'd expect a higher degree of information sharing between the two countries, because we manage an air defense relationship for the entire continent. And so um, I guess Canada's kind of participating in, in some uh, oh, UAP. You got that from talking. that article you read? Yes, sir. Oh. Yeah, I like how you pick up on those little nuances in the yeah. article. There was yeah. a lot. Of flags. Is there anybody else? He's sitting back in his chair like this, reading the news. Did you guys see that? He's like, really? so, uh, <laughs> I told Canada you, Canada has entered. Yeah, Canada's going in, uh, oh. into a yeah, I'm out of beer. Modelo, you drinking Modelo, really? Yeah, I opened the bar refrigerator, and that's what was there. So that's I was looking drink. up historic UFO site pictures when I came upon Watch for Flying Saucers and Skanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't yeah. – is now, uh, hmm. aside from how it's been popularized, is a skank something we should know about? Is it a uh, – Greg? Is it a thing? Oh, you definitely need to know about it, yeah. Oh, God. All I right. thought skanks were animals. No. It could be some Aren't of them. The ones with black with a white stripe down. No, the those are skunks. Oh, skunks. oh, okay. Well, my I understand. It's, he grew up Hispanic, folks. He's still yeah. learning our language. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, Chachi, you have the final story. Now, 
I'm going to ask everybody to kind of take it down a notch because this one's a little bit more serious, but uh, weird story nonetheless. This is the worst person to have left this story with. Damn. Are you are you eating a sub sandwich during the show? He is hungry. I got myself a, a hamburger from McDonald's. Dude. Thanks. You know what? Eric, Eric, a, a, a hamburger. <laughs> he was eating a hamburger last time, wasn't he? Yeah. What, what yes, he was the same hamburger. He just right? it there. So Chachi, though, month. you know, I, I Chachi, I you wouldn't hey, have the hamburger you... unless it was for me texting your wife to go. Get it for Whoa. you. Right? Wow. 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 Look at the power. And <laughs> you guys ready? All right. Do you want me to just read this one while you no. eat your cheeseburger? This is uh, this is a serious story. I'm gonna serious. Come on. All right, Eric? ladies and gentlemen. I know I'm here for comedic relief, but tonight Chachi is on the floor. Serious relief. Chachi has the floor. Now yeah. stop, guys. Here we go. Claims of <laughs> Mute those two. Claims of alien abduction, threats to children, lead to a tragic death. I'm going to be honest with everybody. This story does contain information about a murder, sadly. An arrest has been made in connection with the alleged murder of a 50-year-old woman identified as the daughter of Carolyn Garrett, who you see there on the screen. Carolyn Garrett has been charged with first-degree murder. Upon arrival at the scene, the officers discovered a woman lying in the street near the driveway of the house. She was found covered in blood and had sustained multiple stab wounds. Mm. The Memphis Fire Department was called to the location and they pronounced the victim deceased at 12.22 a.m. During the initial questioning by the police, Carolyn Garrett claimed that she had killed an individual whom she believed to be a shape-shifting alien that took on the form of her adult daughter in an attempt to abduct her children. Her 27-year-old son also informed the authorities that his mother had told him that she had killed the devil. Mm. According to the information provided by the investigators, Carolyn Garrett stated that she heard voices emanating from the wall, instructing her to harm her adult daughter. She retrieved a knife from the kitchen and proceeded to inflict wounds on her daughter's neck and back. Subsequently, Garrett moved the body outside and placed it on the curb. She's now in custody as they continue the investigation. And actually, I did a, uh, a search here, Dave, right before the uh, show started. And it mm -hmm. appears that she has now been taken from jail <clears throat> into a hospital for a mental evaluation. Ooh, so geez. I don't know if this is a case of somebody who is dealing with a mental distress or someone who actually believed that, you know, there was something coming from the walls. Either way, very disturbing. Um, when she gets some help, the help she needs, I think she's going to find that um, she's going to be even more distressed to find out that she uh, has killed her daughter. Murdered her daughter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy, that's brutal. Mm. Uh, Greg, you've worked on a lot of those cases where you've gotten the calls and people are hallucinating. They're hearing things, seeing things. How frightening a situation is that as a police officer to arrive and look at them and hear them making these claims and know that in their brains, they're believing what they're saying. Yeah, I've, I've probably worked about 22 years doing that. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's a heck of a story to end with. Um, 
good insight, but didn't answer my question. What is it like oh, to actually be yeah. there? Yeah. Uh, it, it's not fun at all. And that's one thing that a lot of people, um, you know, that don't understand these types of, uh, um, conditions and diseases is they really believe that. Yeah. And there are, um, a, a lot of, uh, we, we had a, a psychologist that was a professor at the university of Texas a few years ago that uh, would not ignore, um, yeah, would not ignore the, uh, concerns that law enforcement had for this one particular patient because she knew better than we did. And, um, he dug the chip out of her brain. So, yeah. Hey, uh, Greg, so in those, it's very rare. I want to, I want to point something out, uh, for, 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 uh, those that are suffering from mental illness, it is extremely rare that they result in violence. They have all kinds of hallucinations, delusions and stuff. It is extremely rare that they actually act on it and actually hurt somebody. They might break things. They might do some other stuff, but it, there's, there's like this fine line thing. So, uh, I don't, I don't, it, it, Usually. And we hear about them, but you do have to realize, folks, that when you're hearing about the ones like this, we're hearing about it, but there's been you know a million other cases where that, somebody's affected that way that hasn't done the violence. Yeah, they, they can be very scary. They can be very loud. They can be very uh, unusual behaving, looking. Um, and Why are you now, looking at Chachi when you're saying that? Yeah, yeah right. Well, What's that true. all about? Hey, Look straight ahead, Greg. Greg, Greg. So, question here. Yeah. So, you know, when you go when you re, when you go to a house, let's say in a situation like this, and you go mm -hmm. in, don't you find it hard to? I mean, these people are so convinced that whatever it is that they're thinking and they're experiencing is so true in their mind. Do you find it as a police officer to, uh, to to kind of you feel bad for them? You want to you want to yeah, say no? You're you're totally wrong, but we got to take you in and this is yeah. the reason why because what you're thinking is totally off the mark but but you, yeah the, the elder the the elderly are very uh, uh it's very sad to have to deal with them children and there's nobody that needs an advocate more than a child or a person that's suffering from mental illness so it's very important that law enforcement is tr are trained well when you when you do these types of interventions and you're right they know that this pink elephant is standing in the middle of the room. Right. I have to talk them into getting into my car and going and talking to the psychologist. Um, and 90% of the time we don't have to handcuff people and force them to do that. 90% of the time we can talk them into the car. They'll sit in the back. They'll behave strangely. We'll get them there. We'll get them the evaluation. We'll get them back on their meds or whatever they need to do. Uh, how scary yeah. for that person, you know, uh, go getting well, that's, that's the back of a police car thinking, but there is an elephant in the middle of my living room. Why, sure. why don't you help me? You yeah. Know? And, and also they're thinking the same thing as far as um, if you think about what men in black do, men in black come to your house without a warrant, force their way into your home, search your home, take you um, sometimes by force to an undisclosed location uh, uh, examine your body and put drugs, you know, put drugs in your body. Yeah. So, um, men in black do exactly what a mental health officer does for a lot of people who are having delusions and hallucinations of alien abduction and alien encounters. Uh, so yeah. we're actually reinforcing what they're actually experiencing when we do that. Um, but yeah. Oh, terrifying. Not an easy job at all. Hmm. 
Not an easy job at all. Thank you for the work that you do dealing with this, uh, Greg. That's why I, I can't, can't read. imagine. Yeah. That's why I can't read. Understandable. Hey, read and this, apparently. folks. Dave Schrader is going to be at the Anderson House in Wabasha, Minnesota, August 18th through the 20th. For all information and to purchase tickets, plus information on room discounts, you can find information at darknessevents.com, a weekend paranormal investigation of the Anderson House in Wabasha, Minnesota. Ooh, the yeah. hotel itself is already sold out to sleep there, but there are other hotels in and around the area that you can go to. And uh, but tickets for the actual event are still available, gentlemen. Thank you as always for being here this evening, spending some time and sharing your unique perspective and insights into the world. And to uh, our good friend Blind Dog, thank you for the amazing new song, Shadow Man. We appreciate it very much. I will put that song up on the Paranormal 60 page on YouTube as well, so that you can just listen to the song and check it out there. Hopefully soon, there will be an entire downloadable album. Blind Dog is working on that. So for me, your hosts with the most, Dave Schrader, that guy, Chachi, the guy below me, the paranormal detective, and the guy in the other corner, that is America's Greatest Hero, the Colonel. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you again here next Wednesday with more of the best in paranormal talk radio. This is the Paranormal 60 News. Oh.